0: This is Strange Assembly episode 221. The last L5R episode before Gencon. Wait, I should probably come up with something better than that. No, it's too late. It's already recorded. Ah! Oh no! We certainly
1: don't use editing software, so that's that's stuck forever.
0: What? You're allowed to edit things? I thought, like, I just had to upload exactly what we did.
1: I am not allowed to edit things. I think we've established that already.
0: (laughs) Uh, I am Chris Stevenson, and that was Jay Earl. Hi. And this is Strange Assembly, your tabletop gaming podcast. And so this episode is going to be our effort to, I laughingly say this, as briefly as possible cover a little bit more about l5r before gen con right last episode was was some non l5r stuff and for this episode there's way too much l5r for us to possibly cover since we last recorded we've had the phoenix previews we've had unicorn previews we've had scorpion previews sneaking into other clans old previews hilarious we've had the unicorn fiction we've had the scorpion fiction we had the fiction leading into the Thursday tournament at GenCon. We know how the stuff at the Thursday tournament at GenCon is going to work for the storyline choice for that. So there is just an awful lot. So uh, and then there's you know how the actual tournament's worth physically. How do you put your deck together? So we're just not going to talk about individual cards at all. Like we're just going to exclude that entirely. We're going to aim for a little bit of story thought recap. And then focus on the stuff that's happening at Gen Con, the story there, the story choice there, and the the way the deck building works, which is extremely constrained, by the way.
1: Well, yeah, because it's one core. <laughs> I, I think they, they've also previewed suggested deck lists, and I think that's like probably what you're going to see most of the decks be, just because it's, okay, that's your dynasty already done. The only difference in fate is going to be which clan you ally
0: with. We started on that, so let's think about that. So here's the thing with the dynasty deck. You have no choice in your dynasty deck. You have almost no choice. Your dynasty deck has to have 30 cards. Most of the clans have 14 in-faction dynasty cards. Then there are seven out-of-faction dynasty cards. And there's three copies of each of those. So if you put every single legal dynasty card in your deck, you would have like 35 cards. And it's a 30-card deck. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is which five cards to cut. (laughs) Right? Which... And and so really that's what the the suggestion is. Which of those five (laughs) should you cut? You have more choice on the conflict deck in part because you, you've you got the influence. For the conflict deck, there's quite a few more conflict cards. So you have a lot more choices on your conflict cards. But there's only two of each of them. There are 14 of them. and you can play 10 each? I don't know. So you actually have some choices there. But the big thing is that you get to decide what to to bring in, what other clan to bring in. However even with what to bring in, you're still pretty limited because that other clan is one-ofs as well. Yeah, You know, you'd be like, oh, well, I'm Dragon. I need to get as many attachments as I can for my deck. Oh, maybe I can bring in two? Do you think that that favors anyone over anyone else? Like a clan that might particularly benefit from the sort of limited card pool like Maybe Phoenix has too many guys who key off of what ring the battle is, but not enough ways to control what ring the battle is, that kind of thing.
1: I think the thing is less Witch clan benefits and more Witch clan is least stymied by not having enough. Like, a lot of people are saying, oh, Crab is going to be strong because they have the sacrifice mechanics and with fewer people on the board, sacrifice becomes stronger. On the other hand, they themselves are going to have less people to sacrifice and less of their sacrifice synergy stuff so it's not as strong i agree with the general consensus that i think i've seen that i think unicorn is going to be one of the stronger ones on thursday if for no other reason than it's a fairly aggressive blitzy deck and this is a relatively unknown environment yes there have been people playing but not everyone has and just blitz does well in that type of setting
0: I mean, they have things that key off of a unicorn personality or a cavalry personality, but that's a lot of their guys. Crab, the biggest upside, I think, would be, like, like, how much of their stuff keys off of holdings? Because there's multiple neutral holdings, and those you can put in as many, you know, three of if you want, each if you want to. I'm not saying you want to, but, like, you really get as many holdings as you would want. So their holding stuff could work reliably. But, yeah, I could see the... You know, are the are the crane going to have enough ways to reliably honor guys? Are the dragon going to have enough attachments? And the dragon's synergy stuff for the, like, putting fate on rings is probably going to be terrible.
1: Yeah, because you're just... I you mean, know, that's a, a big thing is there are several clans like dragon that have a couple of different sub-themes that they're exploring, the attachments versus the fate on rings. And so with multiple core, you can focus in on one of those, but with one core, you got to get both of them half done, and that's just going to be a weakness for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, Lion are kind of like Attack too, like the Unicorn. I mean, they're military-focused, attacking-focused. Maybe they yeah. can't get enough of the things that let them churn out multiple guys.
1: Yeah, no, I, I think Lion will also be strong, but... It, yeah, again, they they also want a lot of warm bodies, and... That's going to be harder with fewer bodies in the deck.
0: You still get four province flips a turn. I mean, do we think the deck's going to run out?
1: No, I'm I'm thinking that you're not going to have as no, enough low cost. Sure, you see four provinces, but okay. you have to include your expensive guys that you're not going to be able to buy all four <laughs> provinces a turn.
0: You do have to include your expensive guys. And your cheap guys, and whatever you want. Yeah, because I... I wonder if that's—I mean—all their suggested deck lists do this. I think, but I wonder if it's really the right thing to just be like, I include all of my clan-specific stuff.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. I, I think it I guess depends we'll find out. on. <laughs> when, as as you mentioned, it's you're cutting five cards in the dynasty deck, so it's which is better for you: those ne- last few neutral cards or those last few clan-aligned cards.
0: How many places do you think it will be the the "quote unquote" right thing to do to have a seeker instead of a keeper?
1: It is so hard to tell. It it really comes down to what provinces your clan has.
0: I don't know Phoenix. If you want to play with shameful display, you have to use seeker avoid.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I saw somebody else point out. If you do the one that lets you have two Earth Provinces, that means you get both of the, hey, I'm five province strength and ten in the right type of conflict. And then, based on who your opponent is, you can put one of those under your stronghold and make it really hard for them.
0: (laughs) Here come the lion!
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I think that's of the Seeker that gets double provinces,
0: so, yeah, the Seeker of each ring... Oh, yes, yeah, so and we know what the roll cards are now. There you go. Yes. Yeah, the Seeker gets an extra province of that type, and then, right, every time you get attacked on that element, you get a fate? Yeah. Uh, whereas the Keeper gives you extra influence uh, and gets fate based on the the rings of the conflict rather than the rings of the provinces. Yeah, there's a little odd things. Like, they have in the uh, in the Lion deck their suggested decklist gives it keeper of water and then does not actually use the extra influence <laughs> oops i'm like i it seems like there's a better seeker to pick than if you're not going to use the influence but you know what do i know my precious dragon they have they suggest bringing in the crane to help with politics i guess yeah i
1: feel like some level of that suggested decklist was more about building as many decks as possible out of one core than it was making any one deck the best it could be.
0: Uh, yeah, you can barely play two decks against each other out of the core. Yeah. Barely. You have to use all of the Dynasty car, all of those Dynasty things, right? Something like that. Well, because there's eight of them, there's there's 24. So you bring... How does that even work? You have like fourteen dynasty cards. there are eight different neutrals with three of each, so that's twenty four so you get twelve of them, plus your fourteen is twenty six. Am I missing something? I don't know, yeah, yeah, I don't know if you can even make thirty card decks out of the huh anyhow, uh if you're playing them against each other. <laughs> The single core box is very limited. Th- this is why I think when you go back to that Gamma presentation where he said you need two core boxes, I think that's why, because you, you literally can't even build the the kind of neutered decks out of one core. It It's the Dynasty deck that gets it because you cannot splash in the Dynasty deck combined with the fact that an L5R deck has so many more cards in it. If you think about, you know, you're building out of a, a a netrunner deck out of a box or or something like that. Each deck is what forty cards.
1: Forty-five.
0: Forty-five. So you have one forty-five card deck going against another. If you're building a L five R deck, the actual real deck building rules require eighty-five plus your stronghold and roll card and that's each. You know, you're almost doubling the number of cards that you need to have to play two decks against each other. Uh, yeah. And again, half of that is something that you cannot splash at all. So that's what really cramps it. You can make two legal conflict decks to play against each other, but not the the fi- the, the dynasty decks. So So I guess what before we get to the the tournament story prize Anything you wanted to set up about the recent fictions that we've seen since we talked about the Phoenix one?
1: That's what, Unicorn and Scorpion. and Let's see, so the Unicorn one, if I remember correctly, was Lion had tricked the Unicorn champion into marrying into their clan and she was talked out of that.
0: Um, yeah.
1: Which seems all kinds of silly and... Hey, maybe the Unicorn will go to war with the lion instead of curb-stomping us. I'm okay with that plan.
0: Yeah, yeah the, the The Unicorn are definitely a flashpoint. The Unicorn and and then, of course, this, possibly the Scorpion, based on the Scorpion fiction. Yes. I have to say, just, just apropos of nothing whatsoever, when the uh, Imperial advisor and wife of the Scorpion Clan champion, who's discussing about, hey, maybe we should try to overthrow the Emperor, talks about how it just cannot happen... That and, and will not be allowed to happen for the Crane and the Unicorn to become close allies, that's probably a sign that Crane and Unicorn really, really, really want to become close allies. What? Why? <laughs> just, uh, but, yeah, so the the Unicorn fiction was done by Reese Sosby, who was the actual head of the L5R story, ta- story team, for Jade Arc, give or take. That one seemed to produce mixed opinions and also a, a terrible thread on the forums where I'm finding it harder over the last couple of weeks to read the forums because all of the threads devolve into people not ta- talking about something that has nothing to do with L5R. Yeah. Yeah, the unicorn fiction it had some interesting discussion even counting the on-topic stuff, but I, I think I have to come down on the side of I think that one was the weakest of the fictions we've seen so far. I know a lot of people were not thrilled with the lion one, but the unicorn one, it was almost all exposition. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it, I mean, well, first off, I'm just starting off the fiction. the, (laughs) The prose is very purple. And there's a little bit too much of spooky, actually, almost got into this, but like was... Like, he used more of it, but avoided having it be incomprehensible. There was a little too much uh, jargon. The whole, like, I'm going to randomly throw some sort of Japanese or other technical term in without explaining what it is or making it clear what it is from context and just assuming that the audience is going to know it.
1: The audience is big utakus like us and has, knows what it is already.
0: Well, some of them may... I will grant that the L5R audience is probably more likely than your generic audience to know, like, the names for different kinds of Japanese jackets or sword holders. Um, But still? uh, But, But that, I mean, that was kind of background stuff. The main thing was that, yeah, like, you got to this conversation between the Crane Courtier and the Unicorn Clan Champion. And this is the first place where you see these, like, how on earth have these people been here for 200 years? They're talking like they showed up yesterday. It's fine that the unicorn haven't assimilated in 200 years, but the notion that after 200 years, the unicorn seem to have no idea how Rokugan works, and the rest of Rokugan seems to have no idea how the unicorn work, just the level of obliviousness, and that you have a courtier, some random courtier who thankfully was unnamed. Just walking up to a clan champion and being like, "Hey, let me just bag on your clan for a while
1: and, and not getting a scimitar to the neck,
0: yeah, and I get the the purpose of that conversation was to was for exposition, but the crane picked this courtier to go to unicorn lands, whatever their opinions of the unicorn's customs are, surely they would have trained the person up so that they could best represent the crane. And they, they, that clearly did not happen here.
1: That is the whole crane stick Is we're the best courtiers, we're not going to make full, stupid faux pas.
0: Yes, and then the the unicorn thing. There's one. Like, I'm sorry, unicorn guys, but you've got some bad leadership right there. Because let's let's set aside the, and I generally agree with her sentiments, but the uh, let's set aside how on earth the unicorn got snookered into agreeing that they're because right they didn't really agree that their clan champion was going to marry into the Akoma no they agreed that the Akoma daimyo was going to marry their clan champion which by all right and custom means that the Akoma daimyo leaves and then the unicorn go oh but it's our clan's tradition that blah 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 so first right the unicorn should have known that already Yes. Or maybe they didn't know it because the lion just made it up on the spot because, right, it was made up for this fiction. That's not like a pre-existing thing in L5R. Right. But that's where the unicorn at that point in time, right there, say no. Say either, we don't care, we did not agree to marry in, you're marrying into ours, we don't care, it's your family's tradition, and if you don't like it, we're going to break off the deal.
1: Look, it's our family's tradition to bash used car dealerships in the f- dealer salesmen in the face. And that's what you're behaving like right now.
0: So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you, you do it there, but she was so, I guess, uncertain of her position or of the unicorn's position that she was nonetheless willing to go along with this, probably to the shock of the unicorn of the Lion Clan courtiers. <laughs> And then she basically changes her mind for reasons that don't really relate to that. Like, she changes her mind because she's now paying attention to this impassioned plea from one of her subordinates, and by the the fact that this, you know, woman has been cast aside. And it's not like the Akoma Daimyo is going to take her back. No. Yeah. She's already been thrown out of the clan. She's done. She's not getting her husband back. No, no. I don't know if she's going to still commit suicide, but the lion are not going to take her back. You're not even. A, you're not actually going to accomplish the objective of helping this person in some way, which is the only material fact that has changed. So it's just, it's just indecision. You're making it worse by sitting there and dithering around and like knowing you didn't want to do it, and then but not being willing to speak up about it and, you know, say something right away. Yeah. That's kind of a, a an overall plotting thing. That does not make it a weaker story. That makes the, the leadership being demonstrated weaker. But the way that the, the story was so focused on on making it seem like just no one had any clue about what anyone else was doing despite 200 years of... At, at least living next to each other if not into you know integration of of any sort
1: especially cuz one of the unicorn outside the empire sticks is supposed to be they do integrate quickly and well and pick up all the new things why is it that they come home and they're like
0: well we can't figure this one out it's too hard we're going to be barbarians yeah i mean although again though right she's she's not wrong no <laughs> I mean, right I concur with her ultimate decision to tell the lion to pike off. It's mm-hmm. just that it, it's a decision that should have been made earlier. And, and of course, it's a funny thing that some of the lion people are complaining because, wow, we just come across as big jerks and bullies. I'm like, well, yes, welcome to the lion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, I thought the whole point from the lion side was they actually want to go to war, but they need to make it look like they don't, so they need to provoke an excuse no other reason does this marriage make sense on their end than that they are needling the unicorn and trying really hard to get the unicorn to disagree so they can go to war with them
0: yes, which as as the unicorn point out, they will come up with the reason to do if if they want to I mean mostly it's just humiliating to mm-hmm. the unicorn they're they're giving up an ostensible claim on lands that they don't really have a claim on anyway, and humiliating the unicorn by having their by tricking their clan champion into to leaving and having the unicorn being so whatever that I mean if this had actually gone through that it's not that the unicorn wanted to do this it would have been that the unicorn were basically so concerned about the possibility of going to war with the lion that they were willing to be openly humiliated rather than call the lion out I mean not again we're that's not they ultimately decided not to do that but Decision that should have been made earlier, and then of course the Scorpion are planning a, the, the the clan coup now, possibly.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I love how that fiction was very like, we're planning the coup, or are we? Oh, we are, but are we? Very scorpion, y
0: Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know if that counted as planning one thing or another, but well, and it was it was very Scorpion-y talking to themselves, like. Yeah. Just on the off chance someone might be listening to us.
1: Yeah. And we know they aren't because we have people warning us if anyone is in range of being able to hear us, but we're still going to talk like we're being listened to.
0: Yes, well, you know, they are all secretive. Yes. And I guess Shoju this time around has magic to help his arm, or did he have that before? I don't
1: remember. He might have. It's been so long since pre coup
0: lotions and potions, <laughs> and then we get to the first storyline choice, right? So, I, I think correct me if I am wrong, but I, I think we're set up so there are there are two tournaments, not counting the like casual Sunday thing. There are two tournaments at Gen Con. The Thursday tournament will get this vote on a storyline thing, and then the and I guess establish the first twenty or so hadamoto, right? And then the Friday thing will initially lock in what the seeker and keeper roles are for the clans until world championships.
1: Uh, that sounds right. Yeah.
0: Thursday, literally, like it's just five. It's just a five rounds and you're done tournament, right? Yeah. After the big opening parade and probably the biggest Uts Bonsai ever.
1: One <laughs> hope. One hopes it's not just full of noobs that don't know what's going on and are like, why are, like, four of you yelling really loudly right now?
0: Well, I, I think there will be enough rec- returning players to convey it, especially since you usually do several rounds of Oot's Bonsai. True. When, like, the-, the-, the 150 people do the Bonsai, if- if- even if the other people don't get it before then, I'm sure they'll get it for the second time.
1: Yeah. We, we will scare a whole lot of Pokemon players.
0: This is by a lot. The biggest L5R thing ever. Yes. Attendance-wise.
1: Uh, assuming there's actually people for all of these
0: tickets, yes. Well, even if there's people for half of the tickets. Also true, yeah. I, I am still going ahead with my plan of showing up with a giant stack of generics in my hand. I have to admit, I'm I'm still miffed that the first time around, like the first batch of tickets at least, they let people buy two each. Yeah. Or multiple, like... I don't know why. Why would you do that? So yeah, it's it's kind of weird. I don't I don't know what my Thursday is going to be. I I don't know if I can really sit there. If like I can't get in, I, I mean I can do coverage stuff, but I can only do so much of that. Before I'm going to be like, right. oh, I've been standing here listening to other people talk about playing for five hours. Yay! I'm going back to the dealer hall. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still signed up for Friday and Sunday with no guarantee that I'm actually going to have the product.
1: (laughs) That that would make it harder, yes.
0: Yeah, well, because, right, the Thursday tournament entry comes with Mm -hmm. the product, but not Friday. And that's part of why I think the tournament is so short on Thursday, because not only do they have the big opening ceremonies, but everybody has to crack their product and build their decks. Whereas for the Friday one, it's assumed that you're showing up with your deck already constructed. Mm -hmm. It still has the same rules, right? You're still only allowed to build out of one starter. As
1: far as I know, yes.
0: I think that's what they've done with their other LCGs on the launch weekends. It's just too, too limiting if you allow people to play with the three full core sets. There won't be enough people who have three of them. And, of course, they want people to be able to just splash just the $40 and then play and then like it as opposed yeah. to to right if you if you allow people to play with three core sets then you basically have to have three core sets to be competitive.
1: Yeah, cuz you will curb stomp anyone who doesn't.
0: You have everything you need neutral wise after two, yeah. but to have a full set of your clan stuff, you have to have three. It's not like in that runner where there were like six cards that you wouldn't have three copies of if you had two boxes. Yeah. Um
1: uh, one of those would you ever actually want a third copy in your deck?
0: Yeah. So, it looks like you, being the phoenix, and the unicorn are right in the center of the the storyline choice. So, are you, I guess, on your clan's side? or? Oh,
1: of course I am. Although, I do like that the choice as presented is actually a relatively win-win for my side. Either we get to ban it and save the Empire, or we get to study it and check it out.
0: No, not you. Well,
1: oh, okay.
0: The sapoon. I mean, they'll need help. <laughs> they will need help. From the Jade Champion. <laughs> uh, no
1: pointer exception, no. <laughs> I did like the very subtle, if you noticed in the story, the, there is no Jade Champion. We, we, we don't need a Jade Champion. What are you talking about? No. <laughs>
0: yeah. Was that subtle? I didn't think that was subtle. I was appropriately not subtle. There's such a thing as as um, too obvious, but there's very much such a thing as too subtle for these yeah. fictions. So,
1: oh yeah, I think that was the correct level of subtle. <laughs> yeah,
0: but yes, Kate, because that was mostly internal, right? You got like this internal monologue from Cade being like, "Oh God, no, we are not yeah. going to have a J champion. We are the masters of spirituality in Rokugan. I wonder how that will break down. If I had to guess. I would guess that you guys are gonna lose that vote, but yeah, I have
1: no idea. Honestly,
0: I'm not sure why. Uh,
1: well, because you've seen the art that's coming. Oh wait, no, I'm thinking of the last time the unicorn attacked the phoenix. My bad. <laughs> well, I
0: don't yeah,
1: think I, I, I did. Like as somebody pointed out, this is just setting the stage for FFG to get to reuse all of that art they have of the unicorn curb-stopping the phoenix.
0: I don't know how much art there was of that that was more flavor text, hmm. but I don't know. Do you think the unicorn flat out attacking the Phoenix because if the Phoenix win this, then the Emperor will have made the proclamation, not the Phoenix. I mean the unicorn will be pissed at the Phoenix yeah, but that's true. I, I don't know if that translates immediately, especially since the unicorn are already uh, possibly heading towards a a fracas with the lion. It's interesting the the line are the buddies of the people who are planning the coup. <laughs> I wonder what Tutori will think about that. <laughs> or maybe planning the coup or or who knows. If they aren't planning a coup, if they don't have some sort of coup, that fiction was pointless. There was not a lot of content to that fiction beyond that in in the same way you didn't other than them repeatedly talking about how the scorpion were all about secrets. Right, and loyalty. Raw loyalty. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of stage setting in that one compared to the other ones if the coup thing is not setting the stage for anything.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Well, maybe he just wants to be Shogun. They are going to proclaim a new Shogun every year, after all. I don't know if that... Does that have anything to do with the fiction? Or is that just that person is the Shogun?
1: Yeah, I don't know that it has anything to do with fiction, necessarily.
0: Yeah. Probably for the best, because the the Hatamoto thing has nothing to do with the fiction either, at least not inherently. I do like that the the Hatamoto, in order to retain that status, actually have to do the clan loyal thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you can't still have mercenary stuff with that, but the title of Hatamoto is not very meaningful if you want to be able to flit from clan to clan to clan. You can still flit from clan to clan and if your objective is just to win, but it gives a a reward for being clan loyal. So, anything else? Uh, do we need to get in in our Gen Con discussion? Because cause right now, boys and girls, it is the Saturday before Gen Con, so... Less than a week. Well, not only, it's less than a week. I leave on Tuesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I got, I got like this weekend basically to... So, Hack, yeah well to, to do the editing where well, there actually is editing of course although not of the including, beginning of the episode cuz we didn't re-record it it's going to be exactly. right
1: there including <laughs> editing out that you're saying that you'll ever do any editing so that nobody knows that we edit <laughs> we're like scorpion now
0: yes i'd say no 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 we're just this smooth one time through with no editing at all but that would imply that we're in any way smooth
1: <laughs> yeah so say that does not sound like me at all <laughs>
0: So unicorn is your, I don't know, prediction to win. That's weird. Is there even a? I guess there is no winning on Thursday.
1: Yeah, on Thursday it's just a question of, do you become a Hatamoto or not? How much, how much cool stuff do you
0: get? Yeah, and there's winning on Friday, but the Friday thing is like getting first dibs of Keeper Seeker.
1: Well, no, no, no. They, there's a cut to Saturday morning.
0: Well, yeah, but what is there a there's going to be, like, playmats and promos or whatever.
1: Right. They, they have not announced what the Saturday is going to have, but I imagine Saturday is going to have more prizes. And I would not be the least bit surprised if, because they've said that they are going to publish on Friday morning a fiction that will be the output of the Thursday night choice. I would not be surprised if that Friday fiction gives us another choice that either the Hatomotos, or the tournament winner are going to have to make after the Friday
0: But right now, there's no story prize associated with the Friday-Saturday tournament. It's just the dibs on being keeper or seeker of a particular element, right, Yeah. Yes. Which is still fine. I honestly have no expectation of doing something other than crashing and burning. That's my prediction for the weekend, <laughs> is that I would look at the list of playtesters in the back of the book and hope that you don't see those people? <laughs> yes. So,
1: yeah, my, my My goal for the Friday tournament is to do well enough to get some of the cool promos. If I remember correctly, I'd have to look again. It's like a seven-round tournament, and if you can go 4-3, you get Fancy Stronghold. That's my goal, which I might actually be able to do. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm not... Counting on it, but I'm hoping
0: half of the people. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. I'm hoping that there's enough noobs in that tournament that I can actually go four three.
0: Yeah, I I don't know the the Friday tournament is much more restrained than the Thursday it tournament. Is. It is. It's still full, but and then at the Sunday tournament, as far as I'm aware, we're playing for nothing just to have. <laughs>
1: I would not be the least bit surprised if they're like, hey, we've still got some promos left over here. Have some promos. But yeah, I doubt they will announce anything ahead of time.
0: It was specifically labeled, I think, as a casual tournament. So it is a tournament, but it would be very strange if they just then added a prize in for that. Anyhow, that is our look ahead to... As uh, sad as it was, to uh, Legend of the <laughs> Five Rings at GenCon fifty. What I mean, like, we have some sort of brilliant insight to offer on how no. to build your deck or what clan's gonna win. I mean, like,
1: yeah. we, we do have a very important insight on how to build your deck. We already said it. Put all of the dynasty cards together. Pull five back out. <laughs> Done. That's
0: probably five of the neutrals, but who knows? Yeah. Maybe yeah, not. Yeah, that's that's up to you. Yeah, you probably don't need seven holdings, so that would be my guess, is you want to yep. pull a, a couple of those out. Probably you end up with, with like, two or three of the, the holdings in, that'd be my guess, plus your your one in-clan holding, so that's, so so at least, so I'm guessing at least three of the five cards you pull out should be the holdings, but yeah, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Yes, hope hope that you get your good stuff in a timely fashion. That's that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, I don't because your your neutral dynasty cards are the Atomo Courtier, the Sapun Guardsman, the Mia Mystics. You get a Courtier, a Bushi, a Shuganja. You get your secret or keeper initiate. You get the Ronin, and you get your holdings. And that's most of your deck. Most of your yep. deck is the neutral cards. Like it is going to be out of all the tournaments in all the world, it is going to be the deck with the it's going to be the tournament with the most homogenous decks because <laughs> half of every single one of the decks
1: is <laughs> basically the same. Yeah.
0: So there, there's our quote-unquote insight. Pull out three holdings, or maybe four, and then like one or two other cards. <laughs> anyhow so <laughs> we will be there I'm I'm going to be around on Wednesday not that there's any L5R things going on on Wednesday but I, I will be hanging out at L5R stuff most of the weekend so look for the uh, the accidentally clean shaven guy in the uh, <laughs> in the strange assembly shirt what's so funny
1: just, just the phrasing it's like you were just walking down the street and whoop
0: that's no no no. Sure. No no. So so last night, right, we after we had put the kids to bed, I went to trim my beard. I picked up the trimmer and I, you know, applied it to my face and too late realized it was just the razor with no guard on it. Ah.
1: Uh. So
0: instead of trimming my beard, it made a big line of no beard across my face, which then <laughs> pretty much necessitates that I shave the rest of it off.
1: I mean, you could go for goatee. You want to play Scorpion, right? And be evil?
0: It would have been the opposite of the goatee. I would have, had like, I would have to have, like, done that thing where you shave off under your chin and just the rest of your I face. I like it. And I really don't... Oh, that would have I, looked awesome. No. That would have... No. That would not have looked awesome. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> it would not have looked awesome. <laughs> so, there you go. That, that's, like I said, accidentally clean shaven. Fair enough. Yes. Anyhow, I'll be wearing a Strange Assembly shirt. Feel free to walk up and say hi. Will you be wearing yours on Thursday? I don't th- I don't think you're lame like me and have, like, a different shirt for Strange Assembly shirt for each day.
1: I do not have enough for every day. I was actually planning to wear my Strange Assembly on Friday. And then if I can find it, I'm going to want to wear the uh, Winter Court 4 Chibis on, on Thursday.
0: Ah. For the,
1: yeah, I, I will be the one with the giant phoenix banner. Probably <laughs> the only one with the giant phoenix banner on Thursday.
0: I'd say I could bring the giant dragon banner, but it actually got shipped overseas and never came back. And also it won't fit in the room yeah you weren't you weren't at that junk Con were you where we had the no. like they had biggest banner this was like during right. the race for the throne and we had uh, the dragon banner that like we couldn't stand it up in like the exhibit hall area or what is now the exhibit hall area because it was too tall um, nice. like it, it kind of had to be like slanted it was difficult to get up like it was like there was the biggest banner contest and like we just went for big <laughs> like, somebody else can go for quality. This contest asks for size We well, are going for size. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Got it. Well, that... It is... Man, Gen Con is like... Gen Con is sold out. I didn't even yeah. think there was such a thing as selling out at Gen no, Con. No. And they, the exhibit hall is has consumed everything. Last year, the exhibit hall had crept out and eaten up part of what used to be the tournament play area. Now it's eaten everything. I think. How is it?
1: Where where's the tournament area then? I'm gonna be lost.
0: Yeah, you gotta look at the look at the map. I, and I maybe I'm mistaken. Maybe I was misreading the map. But the I think the exhibit hall is even bigger this year and went further. I'm I'm gonna say south. I don't think it's actually south, but like that's the way I look at the map for the convention center. So it's at the bottom. You know, it's gonna be a heck of a thing. Anyhow. I will also be at the Fantasy Flight booth in line on Thursday morning. So hopefully, yes. I will. Many of you will People join me are. there. Yeah. Uh, just remember, after me in line, after me, in line, <laughs> after, after behind me. That's where I want to see you. I want to see you in line, but not in front of me. <laughs> oh yes, and if you see us, I will have the little handheld recorder thing. So we and you are not. You are not only encouraged to come up to us and say hi but if you have something you want to say about l5r or other gaming things i can have two different topics on one recording device we'll have a little handheld recorder very low tech if you want the fancy people with the video equipment team covenant will be somewhere else (laughs) we're very low tech but we do record things but uh we hope to see you then Uh, you've been listening to strange assembly your tabletop gaming podcast you can find us on the web at www.strangeassembly.com you can subscribe to the podcast there on iTunes or Apple Podcast app or the Google Play Music Store. And you can find us on good old social media. We're at Strange Assembly on Twitter. Although I hear that there are fewer and fewer of you using Twitter every uh, every day now. Sad for Twitter. And we are facebook.com slash strangeassembly. You can also contact me directly. I am chris at strangeassembly.com, and that other guy is jay at strangeassembly.com. You can contact him, too. Did you get any intern applications, Jay? Sadly, no. I'm still accepting. I know, but it was so well paid. You get paid in Jay's jokes. (laughs) (laughs) But for Jay Earl, I'm Chris Stevenson, and this is Strange Assembly. Never stop gaming.
1: Squeak.